Hey everybody, before we get started, I just want to thank Southwest Turf Support as being the primary sponsor of the From the Jingweeds podcast now. Southwest Turf Support supplies golf courses and professional sports fields with the highest quality products and services. Southwest Turf Support is based out of Phoenix, Arizona. They also cover New Mexico, Las Vegas, and Southern California. If you do have any questions or interest, please reach out to www.swturfsupport.com. On that website, you can find a full lineup of all their products, and also you can find their sales reps and find out which one you're going to call within your area. Once again, I just want to thank having you guys on board, www.swturfsupport.com. Thank you. Mention that you heard him on the Jing Weeds. kind of just lollygagging, putzing around all day, didn't do any of it. Started watching this fucking U.S. Open tennis match. Oh, tennis? Yeah. The final for the men's, right? Yeah, it's really, really good. It's in the fourth set. It's 3-2, and it's uh, 3-2 Alcaraz. The Spanish kid, he's 19. He's going to be the young. If he wins this thing, it'll be the youngest ever U.S. Open men's. Yeah. And they're just back and forth, back and forth. So. Is he from Spain, or I thought he was from somewhere in South America? No, Spain. Is it Spain? Okay. Yeah, or at least that's what he's saying. You know, now that you say that, he looks more like a almost like Chilean or yeah, something. But his the flag next to him says Spain, so Spain. he's at least taken that. There you go. And the other dude's some Norwegian. Rudd. Two, two, two no-namers. I mean, uh, you can tell. Well, it's funny because that, you know, as they said that, uh, that Alcaraz kid is going to be number one in the world if he wins this and, oh, wow. I, and i'm saying that just i don't know half hour ago they said it and i was like that's joking. interesting i fucking pay attention to a lot of tennis i mean enough that i yeah. know all these dudes and i have well, no idea who these two are it's probably because Djokovic can't play in half mm-hmm. nowadays. So i know like that's ex- <laughs> it's exactly kind of what i said to my wife i kind of turned and said i said well there's a reason for that yeah you know, it's if he could play i'm sure he would still be yeah yeah that's a very interesting that they would go this far they must they must be so confident in the young kids that are coming up that they can hang you know that they can really hang their hat on what's coming yeah Djokovic is probably old enough that they can let him kind of just move along you know he doesn't really maybe he puts asses in seats but they got to expose some other dudes and get the game going that yeah. has to be their decision because I don't know how many guys aren't being able to play in this. And obviously, he's the top one. But how many yeah. how many guys or girls aren't able to play in this thing because of the vaccination thing? I have no idea. He's I, the only one. That was at least talked about. Right. So it must yeah. be he's probably the only one in the top 50. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what a weird fucking thing at this point. But I know. It is what it is, I guess. Djokovic will go start. He's playing in probably some other tour, mopping up, and somebody's paying yeah, them bazillions. They'll, they'll have a they'll have a live golf tour for tennis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for all the people. Federer, Nadal, and, uh, and Djokovic. Maybe that's it. He's going on to that Champions Tour for yeah. tennis. Those guys, you know, fucking Agassi and yeah, Federer plays a little bit yep. into that. Uh, or he's heading in that direction. He's got to be five, six years older than Nadal yeah. and Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so because Nadal's, what, 34 or something like that, and that's getting up there for tennis. <laughs> I know. That, that's crazy. Well, it used to be. It used to be yeah. that way. Yeah. 
But this kid yeah. is fucking 19, and apparently this Rudd kid is really young, too. So maybe they're just going to ride on that. And I don't even know their names, but I can pick them all up. The American kid that made it, you know, into the semifinals, that was kind of a shot of like, you know, I don't even know we had an American that was yeah, that I didn't good. Yeah. It's, fuck, it's good when they are, though. You know, tennis, tennis is good, or most sports yeah. are good if you got an American in there, just like it's good if there's yeah. a Russian in there, which this yeah. year they're not even putting the flag, putting, putting the flag or the name of where they're from. It's like, oh, it's, it's them. It's these yeah. guys and girls that are playing in this. They're the ones, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck I get. It. Okay. Oops. Probably by doing that, we, more people know exactly where they're from. Yeah, you know, exactly. if they just put this blue what are they blue white and red some formulation yeah. of the blue white and red yeah. stripes they just threw that up there they're like ah oh, frenchman <laughs> yeah oh okay look at that That's but with like, nobody they're like ah, they, have, they have a name with uh five k's and four v's and i think they figured that out <laughs> <laughs> and the damn russians <laughs> i was like who was the last good america it was probably andy roddick and he didn't even want to did he want to make um, i don't know if he won one yeah i think he won one well, yeah. Agassi was a run. Well, yeah, Agassi Roddick is probably... Um, Sampras. Pete Sampras was... Yeah, but that was a long... I mean, we're talking 15 years ago. Yeah, years that's ago. right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. For sure. No one since Tennis is good when they got good characters, too, man. You know, yeah. that dude from... What is it? Australian dude that smashes... His, he smashed two rackets after he lost in the semifinals. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but if that's going a little too far, obviously it'd be like somebody just imagine that fucking today. Uh, was it Lowry won? Rory yeah. just goes over to his bag and just starts pulling out fucking clubs and snapping them oh. over his knee. <laughs> it's that's, like that's that's the the golf equivalent of someone like chucking a club in golf. There's a guy slamming. His I don't know. I I mean smashing it over and over and then done with one and goes right into his bag and grabs another one and does the same exact thing. It's like, dude, you like the, I mean, I think he's number seven or eight in the world. It's like, Jesus Christ. That's a little much. I like his antics on court. I like the fire. You know, I like the banter with the, with anybody because he banters with the crowd, with the refs, the other player goes back and forth with that. I like that about him in tennis. It's good. All things need a heel. It's yeah. everything needs a fucking heel. And yeah. if he's going to be it, then people are going to watch. He's, he's the, the closest you're going to get to must watch tennis. If you're not a tennis fan, yeah. You know? yeah. Soon he'll be jumping off the fucking net, like the top rope, <laughs> giving elbow smashes to the ball boy. <laughs> well, no one, unlike McEnroe, no one talks trash to the line or the, uh, the judge yeah. anymore. But that's that, always an I think that was all antics just to, you know, he he knew to go that level. Like, take it up because he's going to get people on his side. He's going to get people on the other side hating him, which you obviously played well with that going on. But also, you're just now in that fucking referee's head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think back then, that was minus the cameras. You know, they did a, a replay here, and it was like, literally a millimeter like dust like little fuzzies from the ball they zoom in yeah. on and it's all on a computer and it's like how do they you know back, back in the day 
you know, how the fuck? And then they always had the person sitting on the net catching if it yeah. nicked the net. That was yeah. shit too. They'd get every so often get Let's... lasered by a fucking <laughs> ball. They just, you know, Wimbledon. It's so oh, gotta be, you know, hoity-toity, and they just could not move. They'd be holding that net. They couldn't even look side to side to watch like the match. They just held their head and just. 104 forehand off the side of the dome. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always some, it always seemed there anyways, that it was like a little, like your grandma was doing it. Like it always yeah. looked like a little old lady holding onto the net. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Did you watch any of uh, the BMW? I did not. No, neither did I. I didn't, I saw only highlights. Uh, Funny things though. Funny that it went to fifty-four holes. I know. <laughs> I know. That was like a big joke. I, I cannot believe there isn't more talk about that. It was. I know. You know McElroy's been talking so much shit about fifty-four holes, and then it's like, oh, it would it would have been funny if an announcer afterwards was like, oh, Rory, so what do you think about playing yeah, fifty-four see, holes? Yeah, see, I don't think they touched that. I'm sure. I'm I'm just surprised no. that the Mickelsons and the Greg Normans and stuff weren't just shooting their mouths off about the yeah. whole thing or anybody yeah. else that had a problem. You know, gut shit for going. That's, that's at uh, Wentworth, which has a lot of history in London, and now like a Chinese billionaire owns it. Oh, and really? I mean, yeah, which is kind of awkward. And like he, every year or every two years, he just wants to completely blow up the place and and change it up and put new things in. So it's kind of like imagine having you know like a Marion or an Oakmont or a yeah. Augusta. It's like every two years the guy's like, oh, let's blow it up and do something different. So there's been a lot of. Con- place that's crazy that's uh what kind of move is that just power move you think that this guy's just gonna roll in and just be like i can do this and because you guys think the way you do about us chinese that i'm just gonna shove it up your hoop even further by blowing this place up i don't know what like i don't even know if the club was for sale if the guy just like made an offer they couldn't refuse or what but i mean it's an old you would imagine an old school club like that in london with 36 holes would be well well off yeah and it would just be pat like memberships would be passed down you yeah know. yeah exactly so i mean it, it must have been an offer like you know i'm gonna pay every member of this amount of money and i'm just buying this place and you know i'll be the i'll be the ruler from here and out yeah like the first one like i can't imagine yeah. what the property's worth you know oh my god oh, dude yeah <laughs> you know you talk about L- what is it uh L.A. Country Club is on the yeah. one of the nicest pieces of property yeah. in the world, and you have no idea what it's worth. And then a place like that, yeah, thirty-six. I'm sure the home same thing at uh, Wentworth are insane. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of thirty-six old clubs in London out in the Surrey, like a real high-end, you know, suburb that are yeah. you know super wealthy money out there. But yeah, like Ernie Els went in and did a redesign there. I think probably four or five years ago, and just like completely you know, ruined the, it's a classic Harry Colt course and everyone got pissed because Ernie Els just ruined the place. So how, uh, all the hectic, but that's how it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Money talks, bullshit walks or somebody yeah. has to leave that stamp of approval, you know, to prove that they got to this level, let alone are you either owner or in charge or the greens committee chairman at, you know, I can only resort back to, or reflect back to the days of desert highlands dealing with some of those guys you get yes. a chairman that comes in it's or anybody that's on that committee and then they get their buddies to join in and it's just like the presidency or you know for for the United States they you say how do you get somebody something done in 4 years 
you know, you get all this little bit of time to get all this shit done. And it's the same thing up there. Every three years you get a new one. So it's like, I better hurry up because it's not going to happen on my first year because we've got to yeah. find the money and schedule it. Maybe it'll happen on my second year, but we're damn, we're going to get it done before I'm fucking out of here. So yeah. it's this big rush in the minute. Oh, we had a guy, I can't think of his name. I would say it on this is, uh, went in there and just wanted to sprinkle wildflowers around all the tea boxes because he thought that flowers were needed. Out there. And yeah. number one was supposed to be like legit flower boxes because it was number one. We would do it over the top flower boxes. Number, and number one's got all rock. Where are you going to put that? Exactly, that's, that's exactly it was. <laughs> I think he was on, he was the Greens Committee chairman for maybe six months where enough of them in the room were like, uh, no. Like yeah. this isn't happening. Yeah. We're not we're not Palm Springs. We're not doing that shit. Yeah, and it was like and that was a lot of the conversation. It's like, where are you getting these ideas from? Oh, my club in Chicago's got flowers all around, oh. you know. And it's like, God. okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But then yeah. for the rest of the place, really wanted to take wildflower seed and throw it around, and let the overhead sprinklers just water them and get. Imagine what that would look like. It's well, the the course that um, I mean, I bet you guys. Dan and Jimmy Cruz, the celebrity course at Indianapolis Golf Resort, that's what they do outside the rough. It's all just wildflowers. Yeah. And, like, you know, there's after overseed and then, you know, March, April, May, it looks beautiful. Half of it's weeds. Right. Like, me and you, me and you, when we're playing, you're like, oh, that's what we do. You know, yeah, right. average, golfer, average golfer doesn't know anything. Right. But it, it's a jungle, and it's like, you don't even want to walk in there to look for a golf ball because it's just a thick jungle of, so, but I mean, it looks pretty. I understand. That's, that's not the, that's a parkland, like it worked out there because it's all just irrigation yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Out here in the desert, that's No, it stupid. would be the dumbest thing. So, But yeah. the, the point was that guy wanted his stamp by the time he was done. That was going to be there. And, I mean, how many bunker renovations have they done there in the last 10 years? Um, Four? Let's see, one, two, I think three, in my, three. three since my days. That's, and, that's yeah, crazy. That's 10 done. years. Yeah, well, we did one, and it didn't come out so well. We had the uh, that fabric liner at the time. There was no like better Billy Bunker or uh, yeah, yeah, you know whatever the other ones are. But they had basically fabrics awful. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't I haven't seen. uh, No, we would hand rake. It got to the point where we hand raked everything because it was up on the faces, and we tried gluing that down. That seemed to help a little bit. You know, throw sand into it, let the sand stick in it, and then glue it down. But by then, we had just decided this was awful and this shit had to come out. Um, and But that's okay. when we used that the same glue that I used. That was the first yeah. year we used that. Basically, yeah. Elmer's glue, just spray the native yeah. down. What is that, Staylock or what it's called? Yeah, something along those lines. But it looks like... Elmer's glue but, smells like yeah. Elmer's glue. It's yeah, fucking you'll, Elmer's glue. You'll, uh, you'll pass out if you're <laughs> doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. Or you just buzz around after working in the bucket. <laughs> I would always wheel by National Turfs guys and be yeah. like, hey, boys, how you guys feeling? They're all just did, covered did you, So from that, have you had a storm that's washed out any of that and then the faces eroded behind um, it? Not not right now, but in the past, yes. Because we did the same yeah. thing the first time I did the bunkers. Uh, okay. When I first got there, we did the same thing. And uh, a sprinkler had broke right up against yeah. it. And that's what caused a major. We, and then the coyotes, you know, they have their 
their pack is born every two years on the in the canyon behind 16 and 17. And as Mama Dukes gets her out of there, the first place they go is their first safe haven to play is 16. The yeah, they yeah. go and they hang out on 16 and then they get into the bunker and immediately got into the, you know, we put the wire in for, you know, along the drainage pipe, you know, so we could yeah. clean it out and find it. They found that thing right away and just pulled it all out. I'm yeah. talking like before we even overseeded, it was all really? torn up that one on the left-hand yeah. side. Yeah, yeah, get in the pea gravel, and then that one was kind of fucked from the get-go, but the other one's held up just fine, and it was That's more or less cool. just, you know, the edges needed to be kind of brought down and leveled out to the green, you know, the green side of it, because we were starting to build that hump, and uh, some of them were, I don't know, they, we just realized that it needed to be redone. Let's get rid of some yeah. of this, let's... Uh, you know, in every six or seven years, eight years, they should probably be redone anyways. We're going to pull all the sand out, flush all the drainage, make sure it works, which a couple of them didn't work. So that needed to be done anyways. It was just timing was right. Let's do it now. Yeah. Um, so, but other than that, that's when we took the advantage to pull some of them out and actually bring in, you know, we brought in Gary to help us out because we were doing all the tea boxes. Like, all right, we're going <laughs> this far. Let's get... Let's get a, a real look at these things. And they came out way better. You know, I yeah. think I've said this before is me and Jeff would have kind of went out there and been like, oh, that bunker is fine right there. Maybe we should extend it a little bit more. And then you bring someone in that looks at a golf course totally different than at least I do. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, let's move it a little bit more to the left. And then let's start shaving down the front of it and let's put some movement so you can see. And as soon as they do that, it's like, oh, there's the bunker that I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. You know, looked great on paper. And then when you really see it come to life, it's like, nope, that was not my idea. Yeah. You know, but if you pay attention to it, you get you start to learn a few things. So maybe next yeah, time I'll be doing it all myself. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, when they built uh, Little Wick, they, you know, they dug out all the bunkers. And then, you know, we were like, as they were blowing over the budget down there, I and mean, it was insane. They, it, the number that they spent on that was way, way, way more than what they planned on spending. Yeah. And then we talked about bunkers, and they're like, oh, what, what kind of light are we doing? Oh, we're just going to do Staylock, you know, the glue. And I'm like, you guys have been here. You've seen the storms we get. Go to the main course. You yeah. see the storms we get. And they're like, oh, it'll be fine. So they put the Staylock in, put in fresh sand. And literally, like, the first month we were open, it got destroyed by all the bunkers washed out, mixed in fresh soil with the brand new sand, and it's like, okay, well, there you go. You guys learn your lesson. That place is, that place gets hammered, and it's been yeah. getting hammered. Destroyed. Hammered. I feel bad for yeah, yeah, Ed's been working his little butt off, and he said he's I, just done. And I'm over yeah. in Fountain Hills. We've had less than two inches of rain. We had yeah. one one of those was decent three quarters of an inch and every time we get a decent half inch or more it's the first flush of you know all the canyons and all the washways that you know come onto the golf course so we use the vacuum for like a day once yeah, that's it. and it's yeah. usually i mean we use it for other things but usually for storm cleanup and get the bobcat out and clean up some spots that's a couple times a summer and it's happened the bobcat went out once and that's yeah. it, yeah. I yeah. mean, and those, and I mean, Ed, there aren't enough bobcats in Wickenburg no. for him to no. get through. We we got the when I was there, 
I bought, uh, well, like Andy put me in charge of buying a Bobcat A770. It's the one with the articulating tires. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, my dog just pumped in. Nice. <laughs> and then, uh, it's, so we got that so you could drive it on turf and we got the front bucket and then we bought that big brush attachment mm-hmm. for the front. And that thing, I mean, when you get silt that comes across the fairway, you, you clean off the first little bit with it with like a front blade on the sand pro blade. Mm-hmm. And when you get it down pretty good, then you just brush that thing. And, I mean, you can take a video, and it's just shooting that stuff oh. way out there. And it'll clean. But that's you could do that in the Bermuda. I mean, if you ever have a storm in the wintertime, it's like it'll give rid of all the ryegrass very oh, quick. Yeah, for sure. We used it as part of our agronomy plan at uh, Highlands was the road broom. Like we, oh, got, yeah, the road broom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. took the road broom. They, they ended up buying, by the time I was there... Uh, they had bought another one simply for the golf course, and then they retroed it out with turf tires. They had to like cut the fenders yeah. off of it, or at least, you know, kind of redo fabricate the fenders and stuff. Put some big turf tires on it. But that would that was awesome. That would just windrow yeah. all the fucking mat layer and everything, just right down mm-hmm. the thing. and then <laughs> right behind it was like, how did Back we not it. think? And that was all because of a storm where uh some dirt had gone on the fairway and we were just like fuck it let's see if this will take it off and i was like oh okay then when we airified we did it with the plugs and the amount of material that was coming up like the thatch layer and shit that was coming up with the plugs and then brushing that bermuda and standing it up i mean talk about transition was pretty easy after that start running that thing out there in like march start pulling everything out thinning it out it was it was awesome. Money. Yeah. Uh, they got hit so bad they had three of them going in the roads the other day. Or a couple what month ago? Yeah, uh, that's when what I heard. TPC got they got three and a half inches in like three hours. Yeah. And Yeah, we haven't had you haven't had anything. We haven't had I mean it's been very selective. It's crazy. Storm. My house yeah. got hammered just on uh Friday night here. Yeah. Enough yeah. where well, I think you could have floated something worthwhile down the middle of the road you know, okay. you know for 20 minutes then it was yeah. gone but it's been really nice with that storm that came through here cooled it down we need yeah. about 10 more of those yeah 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 Lucy. Well, actually Lucy. i only want one more because seeding is coming uh, soon exactly. so yeah exactly. give me one more i'm i'm good right now i just had to write it out so yeah when do you throw seed that's uh, Seeds in the barn, ready to go, and you yep. go when? The clubhouse is next week. Then I do kind of just like the back of the range the week after that in full course, September 26th. Uh, same week same as you, day right? as me, yep, same yep. day. Um, do you have any of the guys coming out helping you seed it? Is Jason coming out to spread it? I, I am trying that new uh, spray guy, the guy that has the sprayer. Who's that? The, the out of Vegas. Oh, oh okay. I the thought he was, he was done coming down here. Yeah, I mean, when we had our uh, Blue Star, well, that's what we thought, too. So we had our Blue Star grounding meeting talking about Oversea last year, and it was like October, November, and um, Kurt Wallach was talking about it a lot. And so he said, well, I heard great things. So I called the guy up literally at the end of the meeting and said, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind trying. You just try something different. Yep. And um, he's like, oh, well, let me think about it. I don't know if I'm going to do the Phoenix market. I called him again a month later, and he's like, I got you booked in. And then, yeah, everyone else I've talked to that wanted to book him can't get him. Huh. So I don't know if he's yeah, coming down. Dan, just for a Dan used him before he used Jason. I used yeah. those guys when I, well, I didn't, uh, 
really it was put on my plate and I was actually freaked out about it at Coco Pelli. I was like, wait a second. I just got here and you guys are telling me that you're going to have some dude come in here and seed this place. Uh, I don't think so. And then the, he showed up and did about 20 minutes on the first hole. And I was like, I will never not use someone like this. Yeah. Man. Yeah. 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 It's, I think, um, the big difference is the design of how it comes out of there. You know, that's, it's that's looks just like a spray rig. Yeah. And um, he does it in I two directions. Yeah. And but for what you're doing as far as not overseeding the rough, yeah. that means you don't have to spray as much barricade around it. We just right. did one strip around. We did yeah. one strip around. And I mean, I would have done the whole thing just for other weeds and other shit. You know, I would, you know, but if you don't have the budget to do it or the manpower to get it done, that was mostly our yeah. issue. Um, just doing one strip around, then we drop spread with Gandhi around our fairway, the six foot Gandhi, and then he kind of just drove in and out of that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, uh, um, I, I love Jason, and I would use Jason again. I just wanted to try something different to see oh. how it works. And it was like my thing was seed prices are getting so expensive, and with the way that it works with his, the seed orientation. You know, just like a drop spreader, mm -hmm. if you're shooting that seed in from three feet above and you're seeding at 500, 450 pounds an acre, you're going to get it pretty close to that rate as opposed to like a Laley just flinging it out there. Right. So that's, you know, I can order a little less seed and hopefully get, you know, pretty good germination out of that. We'll see. I but, mean, I'm trying to know. I mean, between you pushing spreaders around and yanking Laley's, Jason doing it his way, and now Byron's going to come rolling in there and do it that way. Will you ever be able to tell the difference? No. Just, yeah, exactly. No. Just by kidding. December first, I'm gonna be like, okay, of it down. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. five hundred pounds of it down, so, yeah. or three hundred, three hundred yeah. over here. Three. Well, that's like, I wouldn't mind trying. You know, I tell my GM, but I wouldn't mind trying telling him like, hey, on a couple of fairways, let's try. 300 and see what it turns out like oh yeah it's with that method it's yeah. as that it's as easy to change his calibration as what you know yeah. jason does with his truck it's punch it in the computer and it's changed i would say go ahead and do it it's for sure par threes yeah for yeah. sure do you plan yeah, on? yeah you're not driving out and driving over are you yet? going into the season planning on painting um i did last year I, uh, probably i mean my my plan last year was granular once a month and then paint once a month and it worked great. We had the best transit, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to change much, but I do kind of want to, I want to go back to more foliars and less granular. And um, just to save costs a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I probably will continue painting once a month. Right. Yeah, I got into, uh, years ago, more of the fertigation just because of the size of my crew and everything you're, else. I fertigate a lot. I would fertigate more, but you're wall to wall. Like, I, mm -hmm. I just hate yeah, right fertilizer in my roughs that aren't right. you know what i mean it's right. like i feel like I'm wasting product right so I, I and when it warms up it is still sitting there it is yeah. quote-unquote foliar but there's plenty of it sitting right there yes. waiting for it to warm up so I, I would rather at least for the cold months december january february just you know send out a couple guys and get the foliar done in the morning before yeah play. yeah and i don't so. know it's it's to, it, it always <laughs> seems to work out it's it's fun to stress about for the you know next month that you get or you know whatever month in two weeks for me because i open the 21st of october so i have okay. four weeks and then we open but uh it's fun to stress about it and freak out about it but year after year after year it just keeps coming out 
damn near the same. It's the same spots you're going out and throwing more seed, you know, or mulch and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, So I'm ready for the change, though, for sure. I'm ready for it's a good sign for the end of the summer. Um, It's something different going on. Your course is the way it is. You know, there are a few spots out there I would have loved to have filled in, but they're better than last year. So we'll just keep on going in that direction and stop freaking out about the little things. Look back at it and be like, Hey, that was a, I think for us, it was a pretty fucking good summer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Always want it to be better. Always want it to be easier. Anyways, that's probably what we're really looking for. Oh, I wish it was better. Well, you really probably I wish guess. it was easier and you had to coast through, you know, cause everything was good. But yeah. It's fun with this the changes. Like- we bitch and cry about it all the time. But when you sit back and look that, you know, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's, but okay, the guy at McDonald's fucking flipping burgers. He thinks that's a lot of work. You know, yeah. it's all relative. And uh, yeah. we get to at least, all right, let's change this around. Let's go into a different mode. And in three, four months, we'll kind of be just sitting there, kind of watching it as people are hopefully playing the fuck out of the place. Yeah. And we'll be, oh, these motherfuckers, you know, saying bitching yeah. and crying about what they do and what they don't do on the golf course as far as etiquette wise. But yet they're there to pay our bills. Just I, fucking. Once September, yeah. Once, once September 1st hits, I always look forward to overseeing. It's like, mm-hmm. just bring it on. Mm-hmm. That's my mindset. This has definitely been my least stressful summer since being at Wickenburg Ranch because transitions there were easy. So it's right. like, you know, Verado and Vistancia, the, the, that was. Uh, it's been a, a rough last three summers, and this one was uh, pretty good. I can't complain. But so it's I, all, I think it's also, uh, you know, Peter gets, Peter gets older, and yeah, Peter yeah. understands that, and everybody starts to understand that there are some things that are worth getting fucking freaked out about, and there are some that just, they aren't, because it's all going to be there tomorrow. What are you going to do, yeah. stay till 7 or fucking... Scream yeah. and cry. Okay, if, if you have a legit disease problem, you've identified it, you've moved on and you've ordered your product, you know, you've decided that this is what we're going to do, this is the mode of action that we're going to take care of, and what are you going to do in between the time that you get there and your sprays? Just watch. Yeah. You're really just going to drive around and go, we're fucked. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's almost like, well, we're fucked. Yeah, I see it. Just, okay, is it only over here? Is it this over here? You know, what else is going on? It's, you know, employees. Oh, they didn't show up today. Okay, let's pivot and move. You yeah. know, fuck it. Trash cans will get emptied later today. Bunkers might not get raked. It is whatever it is. Don't freak out and try and get done 17 jobs and get everything done. And that's what we used to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it, you find out later that when you come home and... You know, the wife or whoever says, oh, how was your day? <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> great to see you. Great to see you, too. <laughs> like, what the fuck? No, I've tried to learn. Uh, Leah would tell you probably way different, but I've tried as much as as soon you get in the door, it's all off. That was oh. one thing that Phil Shoemaker did. I think probably one of the better skills he had is his wife really didn't know what he did. Really? Like, she knows, because she also worked in the industry, too. But he, she didn't hear his problems, you know, yeah. every day. They, it, the life was different when as soon as he walked in the door. You know, it was like, that's it. That's over with. And 
we do something else where, you know, they were big into horses, you know, something, yeah. whereas we are big into the game of golf. So it's like, oh, let's, oh, I can't wait to get out of work. What are you going to do yeah. on your day off? I'm going to go play yeah, another, I'm going to go to a different place. <laughs> that, <my laughs> and, problem, bitch, my and bitch and laugh at his problems, fucker. Yeah, that's, that's my problem. Like, I remember Rush was giving me shit. We were playing at, uh, I think it was the, I don't know, the GM pro, whatever. It was at Greyhawk a couple of winters ago. And it was like, my I can't turn my brain off when I'm playing somewhere else's places. What do they see that? What do they do this? How much for, how much pain? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm trying to enjoy myself and I can't even enjoy myself. It's, yeah. We, I uh, work mode. when we played at uh, Phoenix Country Club, uh, wheeled around, I forget what it is, a par three that's right next to his tee box, uh, right next to his shop. Yeah. Uh, is that 13 or so? And then, oh, yeah, I think it's 13. Wheel around, little par three, and uh, that's his area that he deals with Nutsedge. And I've heard him bitch and complain about it. This is Kenton, hear him bitch and complain about it before. And when we wheeled around the corner, I'm just like, I'm going to fuck with him for sure on this. So I wheel up to the <laughs> tee box. I was like, where are we? Desert Canyon? Kind of looks. I'm like, what's all this? What's all this shit? I said, you farm. Said you farming this shit here? And you, go, Fuck, you know, when we talk, and say the only spot that it, I just can't get rid of it. it what have, it is? What it is? You know, it's yeah. okay. You know, what are you doing for it? I'm trying to get rid of it. Good luck. Good luck getting yeah. rid of Nutsedge when it's mature and it's it's in there. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, there's some, there's an area, there's a couple areas at my golf course. They just look like I'm fucking, it's a sod farm for Nutsedge. Yeah. You know, it's like these yeah. weird patches and there's no getting rid of it. You can spray it and it just kind of, oh, it's yellow. Awesome. Look at it, it's dying. And two, weeks two weeks later. Yeah. I mean, you got to get rid of that little fucking, the little bean bag I, that they I'm carry lucky. around. I don't have any on my golf course, but the landscape division has a. Shit shitload of it and it's like oh my god every time they mow it i'm like don't even fucking get close to my place <laughs> like don't even <laughs> i don't want don't bring a mower over to my side i don't want the, the wind it. better not be blowing this way yeah exactly. and the only thing that makes it look bad is it grows i mean so quick it so grows quick. so quick so it stands out it's like hi i'm yeah. over here three yeah. inches longer than everybody yeah. else and i'm yeah. green as fuck you know hi i'm ryegrass but not really, <laughs> you know, but fuck it. You know, yeah. no one knows. Keep playing. It's hard to hit out of a good thick bed of nuts edge. Yeah. You know, exactly. Shit's grabby. Yeah. But you are ready for the overseed. Everything's yeah, good I've, to go. I've gone out. Um, I sprayed Primo. You know, I kind of held off all summer long, letting things, you know, just slowly fill in and then, August came and you're mowing, you know, three times a week. It's hard to keep up. So I was like, okay, let's get Primo out there. I spread it at eight ounces an acre. And it was that hot weekend I did oh, it. Yeah. I think it was two weekends ago and turned the place a little yellow. So, yeah. you know, but I, I don't care. But, you know, golfers might think what's going on. And then I started verticutting no, the fairway. I, I would hope that most of the golfers out here, you know, it's the grass is, looks borderline just like how we feel when we're out there. It's like, ugh, you know, just struggling, little yellow, fucking sweating your balls off. You know, it's like, oh, you're going to make it through today. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. And I bet, 
Oh, what are you talking about, Mr. Smith? I think you were dehydrated and you couldn't see anything that day. You know, yeah. that's it's a, I don't think they ever would even think, think of that. About it's that. about seeing yeah. dirt patches at this point of the year. Yeah. You know, it's when you get yeah. those certain spots that are just or never like I have on number 11 around the corner, just on the corner where those big eucalyptus are. I mean, we've come that used to be dirt from the beginning of the fairway to 70 yards out. And now it's just the little 20 by 20 patch. And it's fucking dirt. It's dirt. There ain't a blade of grass in it. 20 by 20 underneath those eucalyptus trees. It's just like until we get rid of or do something about those, which root pruning is probably going to come very soon. I got rid of a bunch of trees this year. We have some good firewood for camping or definitely don't want these. Yeah. Well, I had a company come out. Some monsters. Yeah. Dead ones, you know, the uh, also the pine trees that had the bark beetle in it that were all bent over, like on number seven, the one yeah. that hung over when you teed off from the tips. Yes, uh, yes. You yeah. got rid of that, you know. So. Oh, yeah, that's that tree. And the dead ones, awesome. you know, in between six and seven, some dead ones over there. So we got a lot of firewood, oh, that's for cut, sure. Did you cut the ones that all the uh, hawks were living in? No, no, we okay. left that one. The one right next to it was like, dead, dead. Oh, the one okay. by the shop, yes. That was the first one Martin wanted done, where all the hawks hung out in. They live in a different one, but they hang out in that, or they used to, a lot. They're pissed now. Yeah, oh, I bet they're pissed. (laughs) They like dead trees because it gets everything. But I have some uh, red-tail hawks that come every year over to one on six and seven, that is. It's not doing so well. It's a big, giant uke that's kind of hanging in there. One right next to it was dead, dead. So I told them to take that one out and uh, trimmed up a little bit of one next to it. Hopefully we can get that back. But I was like, don't take that thing out yet because they got two nests in there that are yeah, monstrous. Yeah, I remember seeing a huge nest. I was like, I'm yeah. not taking those fuckers out. The, that tree will have to fall down before I yeah. take it down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or see two or three years of them not coming back, but they come back yeah. every fucking year. So yeah, the Arizona fish knocking on your door no it's just me morally i wouldn't you know there's no way i'd do it you know, no, I know. it's like those fucking coyotes that rip up the bunkers i want to go out there and just bulldoze their den but i'm not gonna do that you know one of them's frankie's buddy now so i can't do that to her did i lose you are you there oh i think peter's frozen ah Ah, there you go. Oh, is that is that big Gus? Yeah, that's big Gus. How's uh, how's he doing with his how's his injury? Good, good. His hair's almost grown back, so he's been fine. Uh, Can he go back to the golf course? Oh yeah, he's been gone. He took. He took probably five days off. He was supposed to take two weeks off, but he was just sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> he, I... was, he was so nuts at home that I still took him to work just to ride around in the car, and I would like kind of lift him out, let him walk around the fairway. That was week two of him having the stitches, and then once we got the stitches out, he was he was running running full bore after that. So he, he's a crazy man. He's got to go to the golf course every day. <laughs> so. But, yeah, I'll tell you the story. It was bad bad story but on tuesday afternoon we have the ring alarm app 
Yeah. And, you know, it'll send notifications if people, so we get a notification. It was, oh, our dog got out. Let us know if you see anything, blah, blah. It's a 10-week-year-old puppy. And it was a white, like, lab mix or something Ooh. like that. So the next morning, I'm driving out on the course. I'm, I'm going down five, and I see something on the left side. And at first, I thought it was a coyote. And then I noticed it. Was, I'm like, I was like, oh, boy, that's a, oh, boy. I got. Oh, I was like, no. oh, no, that's the dog. I know. I felt so bad. Oh, so fuck. I know. Send him, send him a message through the app because the collar didn't have a tag on it. They came to collect the collar. It was a young couple, like in their young twenties, and oh, the dog, the dog, you know, dug underneath the fence and got out. And, oh, oh, yeah, dude. and went out and basically sprinkled barbecue sauce on his back and just said, <laughs> "Come, come for me." Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't know if he was just heat exhaustion and just laid out on the golf course, and then the coyotes got him, or no. what? I bet they, they found that fucker early. Yeah. They found him pretty early. It was that's what I mean. Is like when that thing climbed underneath that fence and decided to be out there in feeding time. He was fucked. You know, even if he was healthy, I would say in you know ten weeks old. Yeah, it was probably about twenty five pounds. Yeah, fucked. Yeah, that's why. uh, You know, I held her and had her with a light the whole time. Now she's bigger than them. So yeah, I'm worried about when I see one. I, I, she can have keep her eyes on that one. I'm now yeah. looking. Um, my ones. full attention is to find the yeah. others and where are they? But one of them, they're neither one of them want any part of each other. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they know, which is so odd to me that she, being the ding dong that she is, and how she treats other dogs and other people, that she doesn't want to go right to it and just be like, "Hey, you're my friend." Hey, you know, <laughs> you know, you're my friend, right? <laughs> But maybe it's the fact that she's not big into the game chase. She doesn't mind getting chased, but she doesn't care to go chasing other dogs and play that whole thing. So I don't know if yeah. that thing just starts to take off and she's like, all right, I'll just kind of hang here then. Yeah. But I'd at least figure that she'd want to fucking a piece of it, you know, just yeah. to fucking to play, you to know? Play. Yeah. But she, yeah, she's very attentive when she sees those things and, right away knows that that is not a dog or at least that's what i see out of her is that's she's processing what the fuck is, is that that's yeah. not it's not my friend i can see yeah. that yeah but i don't know i'd let her go after one of them fuck it it's just the three yeah. or four that i have to worry about yeah yeah i haven't i haven't noticed many packs at Vist- verado had a ton of eight nine packs oh, that yeah. used- and you'd be like, oh boy. And that was just bogey. Now that it's Gus and bogey, it's like, I think they, they don't even try to they, do anything. <laughs> they want, uh, that's probably why you don't see them is because they're just like, they look at that and they're just like, nah, that's too yeah. much for them. Yeah. You know, because yeah. each one of them outweighs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that, fr- is that recently, like is that recently weighed? Is that r- recently weighed? <laughs> yeah. Frankie was sick. She had a, I had to pull down a cat's claw vine. You know, those yeah. fucking things are nasty. One of them, uh, growing on my wall in between my house and the neighbor. And it had fallen down in one of the last storms, like half of it. But Frankie figured out that she could run up it and jump on it and then really get over and look over the fence. And that's oh, really? how yeah, that's how Cody got over the fence and killed chickens uh, oh, at uh, her mom's old house. 
was up over a cat's claw that had fallen down. So Lee had sent me a video of Frankie jumping on it and she's just hanging on the six foot wall, just like looking over the edge of it. And it was like, all right, she's two seconds from getting over that wall. Not that the neighbor's dog's fine and you know, whatever, they wouldn't do anything. It's just like, all right, I just don't need to go deal with this. So when I pulled it off, I could see like all the mold and all the dead leaves that had been there for fucking years. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck it. So I just cut the bottom of it and I just pulled on it. And they're pretty easy to pull out. So they I are. knew that it would take only like 10 minutes if I just got after it and pulled this thing off. And it's bulk trash pickup. So I was like, all right, I got to get this thing to the side of the road. Perfect time. Right after, I'm like, oh, man. And I'm breathing weird. And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, that thing was definitely loaded with some shit. Like, oh, I'm you sure. know, as far as mold and whatever. I go jump in the <laughs> shower, c- cough up this black ball. The next morning I wake up because she's quote unquote helping the whole time. Her right eye is just crusted shut, just crusted. And I was like, oh, fuck. And uh, cleaned it out with like, you know, a wet paper towel, warm water. The next day I bring her to the vet and she's got to have to have these eye drops. And the guy's like, man, I hope she didn't get valley fever. And I'm like, fuck, because I was like, there was spores everywhere in there. You know, and then I'm thinking, fuck, I hope I don't. But yes. <laughs> literally two eye drops later, her eye was completely clear, clean. I got this I, whole bottle of shit, right? hundred bucks later, you get this old giant bottle of probably yeah. Visine. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, fully clean. And I'm, thank God, two days later, I was like, all right, I finally feel better. Because when I was pulling it off, I was like, this is probably a bad move. I remember that's the one on the right side, right? Yeah. That's a giant. Yeah, and giant. And it'll, I cut it down to the ground and there's already leaves coming off of it. (laughs) Motherfucker. I mean, it needs to cover the wall, but I just need to maintain it. Yeah. It's just like a lot of things. It's fucking, it looks good. It just needs to be maintained. That area over there, you know, the driving range looks good. The floor, it's fucking three inches long, rough. It's disgusting. But maintain it, right? Yeah. How often do you get to mow your driveway for? Uh, once a week. So we, we close it early on Tuesdays. They pick it. So it's completely picked clean on Tuesdays. It's closed at noontime. Last balls are, sorry, 1230. And this is even in season. And uh, last balls are sold at 12, off the range at 1230. So they can go out and fully pick. And then they usually get another guy to go out in the desert too to start picking because so many balls go out there. And uh, they pick as much as they can but they clean pick the floor and then i mow it wednesday morning okay yeah uh and same thing you know like right now with everything i'm you know i'll just go up there and say hey you can't sell balls till whenever because we're verticutting it and stuff but we're not overseeding that this year oh nice yeah so just kind of see what it see what happens are you gonna uh, like mow it low and paint it or uh no no i'm gonna probably mow it still at the rough height so i won't have to do it that much but yes i'm going to paint it okay Uh, and then i'm also gonna take good weed control i'm gonna spray barricade you know and because most of the back hill is all uh poa and then a whole bunch of other shit and then through the winter i'll spray you know once it goes dormant and those weeds start growing i'll probably go smoke it all with revolver yeah. You know, and start yeah. cleaning it up and kind of use it as a, hey, we could do this to a lot of this place. Yeah. You know, yeah. Nice. fuck around with everything, you know, and that would be nice and then never have to overseed it again. Yeah. I mean, driving ranges, 
We like it's I the remember, amount of traffic that the, oh, what worries no. is the amount of traffic of that fucking picker. That's the thing that it, worries me. It'll be fine. I mean, my my place. <coughs> um, we painted the targets the first year. I overseeded them the second year, and what well, was a last second decision? The guy came out like literally two days from us opening, and he's like, "What did you do on the targets?" I was like, "Nothing. We're just gonna paint them." He's like, "No, overseed them." So we go out there, we scalp it down, we throw seed. So I had programs running for the first two weeks we were open, and the guys were hating it because the balls were just plugging like crazy yeah. in the tickets. And then, like, all winter long, because we had to mow it, they had to clean pick it all the time, you know what I mean? And the last year, we went back to painting it again, and not a single person said anything. Oh, no. It's like, you know, say, like you said, just spray, you know, pre-emergence or whatever to clean up the bad areas, and it's a range. As long as people yeah. got an area to hit turf like right. balls off of they don't yeah. care where they're yeah the range tea obviously is getting overseeded the other is to save water you know yeah. that's yeah. the other main thing and it's uh more or less because i only have one really working well uh, yeah. where i went two straws one cup it's so low now that running like when i have to crank up the motor enough to get the water by the motor, you know pumps by and it goes by the motor so there's got to be enough water to cool the motor and also get through the check valve enough pressure and if i turn it up enough it starts to you know cavitate because i can see the pressure bouncing on it and it's not running that much water at all so i have to do that and city water you know so we're gonna pay some serious money this year but the balance of (laughs) even having enough because even with the two wells in the past few years i would always still have to supplement a little bit you know, at least during the day while we were there, we would always turn on the city water just to fill up yeah. that lake as much as we could. And then we'd shut it off in the evening when we left, you know, and that would be probably seven days or so of that process. So three full days, three and a half full days of water cost you 18,000 bucks or whatever. Now it's going to, you're going to see what the cost of water is. Um, yeah. What what is your well pump out? Like how many gallons a minute? I think like four hundred at its Ooh. max. Not much at all. Yeah. So and then with the city, the city, the highest I've ever seen it is two thirty. Because so six, if it goes, six, yeah. 30. And that's that's tough. That's yeah. you know you get the meter on there, but it's a little fucking meter, and it's actually on an elbow, so which is weird. But that's the type that I have, and that fluctuates quite a bit. So how much is how much is that on or off? Yeah, right. Am I getting more or am I getting that much less? What's your lake? You know, your irrigation lake's the one on one. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's that it. thing looks pretty shallow. How oh, yeah. You know what? As far as depth and everything, I do not know. But if you fly a drone over it, you can easily, you can count the the carp that are in it. Yeah. And uh, you but like can... But during, gro- during growing, like how low, I mean, how, how much... Or is it just on constant fill mode? Oh, no, growth? yeah, it's on constant. Okay. It's on constant, yeah. But, it, I mean, your water is outpacing your, your fill oh, for gallons. by a lot. Yeah. Yes, by a lot. So pushing back the overseed, hopefully we're banging on that colder, you know, time. And then I just told them, you know, I've told as many people that I care to tell, meaning one, is, Martin, listen, we'll get this grown in. And this is a thank God you've we've moved years ago to the one month because we're going to need that. And 
you know, if ryegrass really starts germinate at five and seven days, I think it's more now the legit seven to 10 days. Yeah. You know, one, cause I'm praying for cooler weather, you know, and so everything will stay wetter without running so much water. So yeah. I had six start, I had six start times last year. And I think if I can get it to six for the first few and then five right away and utilize wetting agents and hopefully it's cool four, and four, not windy and yeah 45 minutes or like three minutes on each of those? uh full circles are four minutes they go one time around and uh part circles are three minutes really for the first two days and then i'm immediately cutting those part circles back to like 50 percent, especially the greens the yeah. greens i'm cutting it back to like 50 uh percent you know so if they're going off six times a day they're getting eight minutes total probably of water you know, my little things, they, they get wet pretty fast. Yeah. And it's all push-up old-school green, so they're not, like, flushing like no, you know, a real sand one. Yeah, so they get wet pretty quick. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, I'm again, it's just going to be different. I have to go into it with it, that mentality that's all just going to be a little bit slower. But come like, opening day, you know what I've told Martin? Maybe, you know, we do this car path only when we open. Um, we do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we let carts go wherever. And we do that typically for the first month. So you get four of them out of it, right? Yeah. And maybe this time we go a little bit longer. Maybe we go to Thanksgiving, you know, legitimately into Thanksgiving. But that's all going to be, you know, what the product looks like on the ground and how it plays and everything. Are we good to go? But uh, as long as I get those days, and Martin totally understands, he's like, listen, we'll just pivot to whatever we need that's the luxury yeah. that we're willing to willing and able to do you know is to yeah. bob and weave as things come we're not stuck to a plan and nope we told the members you know last february that we were coming off a car yeah. path and november, november, november 5th yeah exactly and yeah. we have to stick to that otherwise those 70 times that bought way back in february you know those are groups of six and eight golfers Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I mean, we've all here. We always hear this, that. So I, uh, enough. I went from 18 day closure to 20. I got 20 this year. And we have a group that plays first out six out of the seven days every week. And he asked me, he's like, Oh, I saw, I saw we're closed for a couple more days. And I was like, yeah. Why is that? And I was like, Oh, it's just, you know, give us more time to get everything grown in. And, you know, if you get sense, but whatever, I was explaining it to him. And then, you know, he's like, uh, two days, though. Is that really needed? Like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, sorry, sir, your average round's going from, uh, you know, $6 a round to, to six oh four. Like, yeah. <laughs> give, give me a break, dude. Like, he's losing his shit over two days. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is wild, though, and it's hard to explain to people that don't know is the importance of literally those two days. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's the like, difference is... It's unbelievable when you're growing it's, it in. You hit seven days and you're like, oh, look at the little hairs. Ten days, you're like, holy shit. And 14, you're like, all right, get the mowers out there. Yeah. It's like, how yeah. the it's fuck like, that? The quality of opening with more mows and your, your greens are down to a puddle ball. But also, like, my big thing is on day 10, 11, 12 of running water, you can see all the thin spots or spots yeah. that were. And you're like, okay, we can get more seed, more mulch out there, and you still have time to grow those in before opening. Right, yeah. I run the second on those. That's, that's my, like, 
you know, that way you're insuring. You're pretty much 100% by the time you open. Right. So and then you, how, when do you open to carts in the fairways? Like, uh, we opened October 16th, so Sunday, and then I told the GM three weeks. I, okay. I'm November 5th, I think it's the Friday before right. the weekend, so let him out. I mean, because in my place, it's like, if I push two, they, they you know, got everyone to pair back up in the carts. So it's, it's, that's what I keep telling them. I'm like, hey, if, as long as it's two carts for foursome out there, then we'll pick this date. If I right. start seeing that shit, then I'm going to push it back. Right. So, yeah, and as long as they're willing to work with or you have a reason and they understand it, then, hey, and they want they can kind of pivot like they did and said, all right, that's it. There's no more single cart riders. Yeah. Do you have single yeah. cart riders right now? And you're doing there's it? Only, there's only two groups where they've been told multiple times and they're stubborn about it and still take it. And I think the next step is suspending them. So oh, we'll, could you imagine we'll, that happening yeah, to you? We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that point. So, I mean, that's, that's up to my GM, but I mean, they're, they're so stubborn. It's like, they've been told, you know, five, six times. And it's like, well, you know, I, one guy's I'm too tall to ride with someone else. And he's got to like six, one. It's like, no, you know, you're not seven feet. Like yeah. you go wheeling by you and those two horses in your car. And you're like, yeah. ah, we're definitely too fat to be doing this, but we do yeah. it. You know, <laughs> whatever. Exactly. Like that's not a, that's not a legit excuse, bud. So, yeah. but I mean like, you know, same thing. We're establishing the rules, but once the homeowners take over, I mean, knock on wood, let's hope that they honor that stuff. And it's yeah. not, you know, a shit show where they think they can just make the call on everything. Yeah, we had uh, we had a guy speaking of the size of a person. We had a guy pr- early spring. Um, he came through and it was like, yeah, you know, I need a single cart. And if there was like no question, we just looked at him and Martin was just like, yeah, no problem. Okay. He was <laughs> easily six eight. I would say he had to be close to four hundred and fifty pounds of yeah. just massive man. Like, yeah. yeah, he was big, big, you know, a little overweight. But I think if he was slim, trim, and just normal, I think he was three, he was 350, easy. Yeah. Just yeah. on his regular best day. It was one yeah. of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. And there was no person was going to sit. No, no way. There was no way. He was legitimately, <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It was unreal. He was as big as the golf cart. He was yeah, on number sure. 10, and Martin was like, the biggest guy is out there playing. I was like, I just saw him. He's on 10 and dwarfed his cart standing next to it. But fuck, that's a legit excuse. Yeah, that's a legit excuse. Not a guy that's six one and Amazing. Yeah. You know, we were kind of like making, not fun. We were mesmerized that that guy was able to get out there and play golf at that size. Just in general. Like, yeah. got to have clubs. They're definitely longer. You know, his fucking paws that he had, his hands. <laughs> it was like he was choked. Imagine up. the grip. Imagine the grip of the club. It probably yeah. feels like nothing. <laughs> yeah. But that's probably everything. Imagine what his wrench his wrench probably feels the same way when that fucking thing. <laughs> Fuck. Um did you uh, have any beers you wanna review? I did not. Yeah. I, I, I have one I, right I here. Enjoyed... Yeah, go ahead. I got one. It's from uh, Goldwater Brewing Company here in Scottsdale. Uh, this is a favorite brewing company. Uh, they have uh, the Longbow Light Lager. 
Okay. It kind of looks like a oh, Miller, it looks like a, a Miller, Miller Light. Light can. Yeah, it does. And, uh, it was funny because I had last week's beer from Lake Pleasant Brewery that looked like, you know, Dan from Roseanne drinking it. And this one, when I saw it in the store, I was like, well, we're going after that again because that just looks like the it, TV version. Like, of, if it didn't say Longbow and it said Miller, I would be a Miller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a par beer. It's good beer. Um, nice and light, crispy. When it's cold, it's really good. Oh, look at that. Refreshing, clean, crispy, dry finish. I don't think they said all those things. Yeah. 4.2% ABV. So good for a Sunday night podcast when you're going to wake up early bird special yep. tomorrow. And the uh, IBUs are probably lower than 15. It's not even on here. But par beer. And I did grab it because of Longbow, Longbow Golf yep. Course. Uh, Goldwater does have a second brewery that is right next door in that, okay. uh, in the plaza that's right next there. So probably where all that comes from but good Very beer cool. um you want to crush a little bit of stump the peter just because okay. you're here um this might be easy for you i might be rusty uh, okay well you already know the golf courses that we played when we were up in tahoe uh so um, i made it easy and we're gonna go with those ones i figured that you'll <laughs> know a couple of them uh Montreux. It's the first one that we played. Nicholas. That's a Nicholas. Uh, I, like I said, I want to look up what – I have a feeling if you have a computer in front of you, look up when he built that. I'm going to guess 94. All right. Let me it's, see. Like uh, you said, he, it's not the 80s super moundy and difficult. Like when he was in his mid-90s, he kind of toned it down a little bit. Right. It's uh, Let me look it up here. This might take one second. Montro. It's got a, such a weird logo. I will definitely say that. It's like a... Uh, it's definitely going off of the French because it's French spelling. Uh, and it's almost like a crest, like a, you know, a family crest. Yeah. A shield. And uh, it just has just blah mountains. But they're like stick figure mountains. It's a kind of a weird... Logo. For his good as that golf course is um yeah 1997 open okay. june 28th 1997 so off by three years yeah, yeah. that makes sense then uh yardage 74 72 from the golden bear tees we did not did play those play? we played uh the one-ups from that the black how, so we were at we like 6800 how was elevation? I mean, ball going a lot farther. No, I don't know. I didn't think so. Um, not terrible. I would say at the best, I think when you got up into like the five irons, you know, four iron, if you hit one of those, you'd get a full club out of it. But I think back down to the eights and nines in lower, it was half a club at best. You know what I mean? When you're kind of feathering yeah. it around the golf course, but I mean, hitting eight iron, uh, I had a lot of eight irons while we were up there on the whole trip, and everything was 165, 167. And my okay. eight iron here is a 160 club. Okay. And I could get a little, like a little bit more gas out of it. That juice. was pretty much it. But I noticed when I hit like a five iron, you know, that's typical. I call it the, like a stock 200 club. Yeah. I could get it 215 easy. Yeah. Longer, yeah. longer in the air, the more time they'll Right, and then you're also swinging out of your fucking asshole the whole time. But, uh, yeah, 97. That was one of my... It's up there. 
I want another run at it. That's one of those golf courses you walk off and you're like, I want another one at that. It was such in such good shape. It wasn't the Nicholas I stood on the tee thinking it was going to be. Um, and then it's just beautiful. The house, even a shit shot. You, oh fuck! You turn to your left and then you see this house. You're like, whoa! Like everything out there is like, whoa! Yeah. It's over the top, big and nice. Forty five guys, you said? Yeah, forty five guys on the crew. That's yeah, insane. <laughs> insane, right? I mean, I told I told who was I riding with? I, I was riding with my assistant Javier, and I was like, you don't even know what to do with that many guys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, Go go pick up the pine cones in the in the you know underneath yeah. the trees over there. It's yeah, like, yeah, but there's no pine cones over there. Yeah, there's got to be some over there. Just go find them. You <laughs> Just know? go do something. Go mow that again. Go mow the yeah. clubhouse lawn and all that stuff. I mean, and I'm not sure because there is kind of a lot of like landscape from when you drive in. A lot of grass along the on the roadways in, and it's a it's got to be half a mile minimum maybe a little bit longer from when you enter the gates to when you're at the clubhouse. Yeah. So there's plenty of that stuff, you know, that I'm sure they take care yeah. of as well. But if it's just for the golf course, whoo, that'd be fucking impressive numbers, especially up there. You know, I just don't see the demographic other than, you know, the assistants and spray techs, irrigators and stuff like that, that this is their career, but just yeah. the greens crew, this is just their job. I mean, because there's there's like you know if that club's got forty five, you got Lahontan and Marty's Camp and Clear Creek. Like you got a couple yeah. other super high end clubs over there that yeah. it's like if you if each of those clubs got forty guys on it, it's like geez. yeah. It seems they are at least the guys talking that Montro has the biggest crew out of everybody that's up there. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. And only eighteen holes. Yeah, that's. Um, I want Where we're going next is more holes. You know, it's uh, twenty-seven. They have a nine-hole uh, pitch and putt at incline. At incline so this village. one, I am going to. I'm not a hundred percent positive on this one. I think it's Robert Trent Jones Jr. Ooh, Daddy-o. Kyle Phillips. No, senior. Oh, senior. Okay. Yep. Let me, I will do a reference check on that as well, but I didn't no, check right. these out. I didn't uh, know that was that, that old of a course. Uh, Is it that old? You know what? We'll get, we're going to find out all its specs right now. We're using the computer on this episode. Soon I'm going to have a YouTube channel too, Peter. It's going to be oh, fucking geez. weird. Yeah. I'm going to try that it out. In the 60- I, did put the, I did put the highlights of our uh, Tahoe trip is on I, our YouTube no, I saw channel. That. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't go to the YouTube oh, no, no, channel. Up here. Uh, Robert Trent Jones Sr. Designed it. Uh, Par 72 was completely renovated in 2003. Who was it renovated by? Phillips or Junior? It doesn't even say. Well, at least my eyeballs can't find it that fast. Um, when does it say the original course was built? 60s? You know what? I will have to dig further into that because it's not right here on the golf page about us where it should, right? Yeah, when you go to the home website, it's they don't talk about that kind of shit. Oh. You got to go to like Golf Link. Yeah, we'll figure that part out. But that was another, I mean, 
they're all so nice because you're up in yeah. the trees, you know. That one's closest to Tahoe, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, there's four holes, I think, that you can see. I don't know what hole it is, but they have a selfie stick out there for oh. you already. And then there's this kind of artsy piece of, and it's an outline of the lake that stands on this post that you can kind of like stick your head through if you wanted to with the selfie stick. And then the lake's right be, is down the hill behind you in the distance. But I think there's four holes um, that you can look at from or see the lake. It's a nice ride going from one to uh, from when we went to Schaefer's Mill out there. Nice ride on the back side of the lake, you know, away from the casinos through the small towns that are back there. Yeah. Uh, I bet. So is it Golf Link that will show you? Golf, yeah, Golf Link. It'll have, it usually says the designer and then the year built. Oh, is this a login? Oh, that's not right if that's it. Yeah, definitely not it. <laughs> I'll I'll look it up later. All right. Yeah, give us a recap on what the fuck that is. But next one, Schaefer's Mill. That's uh, Jacobs and Hardy, right? No. Johnny Miller, then. Okay, Jesus. Johnny Miller and the uh, the late John uh, Harbottle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd Why never heard his name before. Jacobson? John Harbottle's bit. He, he did a lot in California and in Washington. A story about him... He was kind of getting in the big renovation game, like redoing a lot of courses. And he was at like 51 years old at the airport, just sitting in a chair waiting. And he had a heart attack and just keeled over right there in the airport. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Shit. I'm not that far away from 51. But um, Johnny Miller and John Harbaugh. Okay, that's... For some reason, I thought it was Jacobson Hardy, and I, I botched that one. That's all right. At least you knew right away. The, the yeah. second guy is always better, right? It's just like standing <laughs> on the tee box when you snap one. Fuck it, I'm hitting another one. I, you pipe it down the middle. I know. I know. Uh, Grizzly. That's Bob Cup. Yep, Bob Cup. Yeah, yeah. Same guy that did uh, Tatum Ranch. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting because I, I guess I wasn't in the group, but it was never talked about the whole time that. That was the same people. I don't know why that would have come up, but I thought it would have. Yeah. Know, within conversation. He he hasn't I mean, he's done quite a few, but like he's he was most famously known for Pumpkin Ridge. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me that all those golf courses I've been dying to uh get on the live agronomy team. And yeah. you said that on GCSAA, there's a whole bunch of jobs open and they are at the three last golf courses that they had their tournaments at. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. So, yep. Well, the pumpkin Ridge international, and then it sounds like they're going to the gallery this winter. Okay. So, yeah. They're going to, whatever that Escalante golf group, that's, uh, that's who they're, they're going to follow around. That's they're going to use them. With them. Yeah. Makes, hey, everybody needs a partner, too, along with the heat, yeah, exactly. you know? So, <laughs> might as well get in. And, might as well. Uh, yeah. The International, the one that they played on was a Fazio, but the other course, Corin Crenshaw, is redoing the other course. So, I wonder if they'll eventually go to that one or if they'll stay on the, the Fazio one. Yeah, I wonder. Interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I know zero about that place. When, um, when I lived there, it was... I can't say the whole, as far as public and playable, it was yeah. like 
the one that you wanted to go play, but there's well, so many always, new ones now. It was always known as the longest golf course. Right. Yeah. From the tiger tees. It's like 8,000 yeah. yards. And uh-huh. then there's a green on one of the golf courses that has uh pretty much a barranca in the middle of it that you okay. can put like a, a moving van in the middle of it. And if you stand on one side, you can't see the top of it. Yeah. That's always the legend that it is. Yeah. It's a huge swale. And the green's like a quarter of an acre. Jeez. So, yeah, good size. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe it's a half acre. It might be a half acre. 20,000? Yep. That's a big yeah. fucking green on it, you know, as a hole that you're playing on. Yeah. Oh, here comes this ding dong. She's had enough. She's got to come and hang out with Papa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then Leah walks away, and then she wants to follow her back at the door. Don't, don't yank any wires there, miss. But, all right, man, let's uh, close this up. It's Friday evening, and uh, we get to go back to the grind tomorrow. Good luck with everything. Are you playing Anthem? No, I'm not. Neither am I. So it's our last hack attack. It's tomorrow. Uh, Good season, I think. Uh, Had some good golf courses, some ones that were back on that weren't there for a long time. So that was nice. And uh, I swear next year we got to figure out what we're going to do in July to not yeah. play hack attack. It's or even late June, basically the last two weeks of June and the first until after, you know, father, was it father's Day is in June. So after that, and then sometime after 4th of July, no golf, we got to no. go find something else to do. Cause it, yeah. It stinks for the guys that are trying to host then and only 12 to 18 guys show up. And then the ones that do, we're almost dying. So we've got to figure something else out. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's more of the trip up North, you know, at least one of the times let's go up there. So we're calling on some of you boys up North and girls up North, invite us up. We want to come play in some cool weather. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, but it's also the hardest time to walk away from the golf well, course for a day. I was going to say the first two weeks of July, everyone's airifying. It's yeah. not like... It just fucking yeah. sucks. But whatever. We'll get through it. Good luck with uh, Overseed. I'll chat with you. Thanks for okay. coming on, Peter. It's Peter you. Felica. Bastancia. That trilogy. <laughs> Later! Stay pissed, Later. everybody. How the moon will cry Sleep the sun away I was just a child I knew I was afraid There was nothing to gain I found Running the other way I had to stand my ground And keep the wolves at bay Well I knew somehow There will come a day So I stood my ground Kept the wolves at bay Would not take no more Had my fear Stars that faded from my eyes Run from looks that kill There was no one coming around To save me from the fray I had to stand my ground And keep the wolves
powers that be Well I knew somehow There would come a day When I stood my ground Kept the wolves at bay Well, I knew somehow There would come a day So I stood my ground Kept the wolves at bay Have gone by The calling carries on the Scars above my eye I tend to the bone And though I've settled down I hear the children say You have to stand your ground And keep the wolves at bay Well I knew somehow There will come the day When I stood my ground Kept the wolves at bay Well, I knew somehow There will come the day So I stood my ground Kept the wolves at bay